With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to the Michael Cutler Hour. I am your host, Michael Cutler. It is Friday, obviously, and it is November the 30th, 2018. I thank you so much for joining me. Hope you've had a great uh, post-Thanksgiving week. Uh, Probably uh, tired of leftovers by now. Hopefully they're gone by now. Um, But it's been one heck of a week. Crazy stuff going on from every direction, and we're going to get to it today with obviously the special emphasis on the wacky world of immigration. Uh, Those of you who are familiar with me know that I'm a retired senior special agent with the former Immigration and Naturalization Service, an agency that was overwhelmed by its mission back then, and the supposed solution concocted by George W. Bush was to create a bureaucratic leviathan known as the Department of Homeland Security. I call it the Department of Homeland Surrender. And I am convinced that it was the intention of the Bush administration to do everything that he could to impede and obstruct immigration law enforcement. And when you think about the agency known as ICE, Immigration and Customs Enforcement, the C in ICE stands for Customs, which has less than nothing to do with immigration law enforcement. In point of fact, uh, prior to the creation of DHS, the responsibility for customs lay within the United States Customs Service, which was um, housed within the Treasury Department, while the Immigration and Naturalization Service uh, was under the umbrella of the Justice Department. Customs was about collecting revenues and tariffs and keeping contraband out. Immigration was about people, about aliens, folks coming to the United States from other countries. The missions shared no common ground except they were both border agencies but both literally and figuratively, once you got past the border, they had absolutely nothing in common. And Bush made certain that most of the leadership that would be in charge of ICE did not come from immigration legacy, but customs legacy. I came to call it the customization of immigration law enforcement. George Bush, like his brother Jeb, who said that Immigration, illegal immigration was uh, an act of love. I, I wrote a piece way back when about brilliant Jeb, uh, where I said that Jeb was looking for love in all the wrong places. But, of course, nothing in politics is so bad that it couldn't get worse, and worse it got with Mr. Barack Obama, who opened up the borders, did everything he could to obstruct immigration law enforcement, created a bogus a program known as DACA, the Deferred Action Childhood Arrival, and judges who apparently haven't read the Constitution said that it's unconstitutional for President Trump 
the first president, I would argue, since perhaps Eisenhower or JFK, who understands the idea of national sovereignty and secure borders, was blocked and has been blocked at every turn by judges who apparently are illiterate about the Constitution, either inadvertently or willfully. I wonder how they got through law school, let alone were appointed to the bench. Because if you don't understand Article 4, Section 4, that's supposed to protect the states from invasion and domestic violence, well, then how in the world do you render reasonable, rational, and law-based decisions? And so DACA was an artificial program created out of thin air, and we've had judges ruling that the president can't stop it because it would be unconstitutional. My goodness gracious. Uh, I used to have a lot of respect for the judges on the bench, not so much in all too many instances these days. But, you know, we've come to expect incompetence and corruption from our government, something that when I was a kid would have been unthinkable. When President Kennedy said we were going to the moon, boy, oh boy, we kind of looked at each other as Americans, but I'm certainly old enough to remember those heady days. And then we kind of puffed out our chest and said, hell, we're Americans, we can do anything. Now we've got a bunch of politicians in Washington and elsewhere who have convinced us that we're Americans, so we can't do anything. Impossible. Mission impossible is everything that the government and our supposed leaders attempt to do. That's where we have gone. From the days of Apollo and lunar landings, repeatedly taking men to the moon and returning them safely to the Earth, as called for in an incredibly inspiring speech by JFK to a nation that can't even figure out how to build a wall or protect its own citizens or enforce laws that are designed not to discriminate but to protect protect Americans. Very frequently, in point of fact, Americans who live within ethnic immigrant communities. So that is how far we have fallen. It's kind of like the children who take over a parent's successful and well-respected business and trash it. And that's what we're seeing from both parties. The Democrats, uh, I can't even describe them in words that I would want to use on my program. The Republicans are only marginally better. And so I, I have taken it upon myself, especially since that horrific day on 9-11, 18 years ago nearly, when those ashes from Ground Zero landed on my home, to be able to go out there and inform my fellow Americans about that which the mainstream media no longer has the stomach to discuss. Although I have to give them credit. Uh, within the past uh, week and a half, I've made two appearances on Fox and Friends, Fox and Friends and Fox and Friends first. My goodness, what an ungodly hour. They uh, they picked me up at 4 a.m. I, I took a nap and set my alarm for 10 to 3. Uh, I felt like I was back at work as an agent. Uh, I was all but looking for my Kevlar on my way out the door. But it's worth it. It's worth it if we can get the word out to wake up our fellow Americans and let them understand in full measure what is being foisted upon us by both parties. And that's what this program is about, and that's what I am about. And what I ask you to do is that if you find my program interesting, if you find my articles on Front Page Magazine worthwhile or what I write for the social contract, please be part of my Bucket Brigade of Truth and forward them to every single person you know, especially the people who disagree with you, especially. 
a long time ago. I was in the newsroom with Lou Dobbs back when he was at CNN, and we had a conversation about what we were doing. And I said to Lou that even though I'm Jewish, I know that you can't do missionary work inside the church. You have to get out into the hinterlands. And that's the actual situation. Those who agree with us, it's great to have a rah-rah audience. I'm going to be doing some public speaking events next week, and I'm looking forward to it. But I suspect that there won't be too many converts to be made in that audience. Um, But it's okay. You know, you recharge the battery, and it's good to help shore up your support on this issue. But really, the most important work is done when we are able to change minds not by coercion or or intimidation, which seems to be the tactic of the left and the globalists, but by having an honest conversation. And and that's really what's been lacking for America. We we have forgotten how to have empathy for one another. Maybe if we had empathy, we'd be a little bit kinder to each other, whether it's on the highway or holding doors for each other, showing each other respect as, as human beings. But also, when you develop empathy, it's easier to understand why people might disagree with you. You know, when I formulate an argument back even when I was on the debating teams in high school and college, the first thing that I did, and this is advice that I think is worth sharing with you, is to understand why somebody might disagree with me. I get very frustrated when people comment on my articles at Front Page Magazine, and I hope everybody will go to frontpagemag.com. But not while the show was on, after the show. But but how many times do I see these comments where people have negative language that they use to describe Democrats? And the American Democrat, the citizens who are Democrats, many of them are well-intentioned. Look, I'm registered as a Democrat. It's been a very long time since I last voted for one. But if people ask me who do I more closely align myself with, it would be the, the Democrats of, of the era of Harry Truman and JFK, that's who I am. I'm not a Republican, and that's fine. We're not supposed to be in cubby holes anyway. I've always voted as an independent, irrespective of, of, of party affiliation, because both parties are corrupt organizations. The concept of political parties flies in the face of a democratic republic. You can't be a slave to two masters. Either you represent the constituents who elected you, or you're going to be pushed around by the crooks and jackasses who run the parties. Let's be blunt about it. I'm tired of the BS. Let's not have a mythology here. I don't have a love fest with any political party because they are all about money and power. That's all they give a rat's tail about. But if you're an honest politician, and that's almost an oxymoron, isn't it, with all the money that's been pumped into campaigns, and let's call campaign contributions what they are. They're bribes, period. End of story. And for the record... Washington is not a swamp. I'm so sick of hearing Washington the swamp. A swamp is natural, and it's part of the ecological system of this planet. It's part of the food chain. And if you made all the swamps go away, ultimately all life on Earth would probably go away with it because it's a part of our environment. Washington, folks, is a cesspool. It is artificial, and I can assure you there is nothing worthwhile to be found in a cesspool. And That's Washington. And that's all too many city halls and state capitals around this country. People running for public office, many of them because they couldn't hold down a job in the real world. They wouldn't know how to hold down a job. But they become so sanctimonious and self-important once they have that title. Who could ever forget Barbara Boxer chastising a member of the armed forces who called her ma'am instead of senator? I would have called her Babs. 
But that's how we have been cowed by these individuals into believing that they're lofty and high and mighty and larger than life. And yes, there have been some truly great leaders in this country. But boy, oh boy, you'd have to look far and wide to find some good leaders today, wouldn't you? Either party. Either party. Since 9-11, we've lost many of our rights that we thought were guaranteed to us in the Constitution. The Fourth Amendment doesn't even exist. Go online, order a pair of shoes, and see how many months every time you go online looking for anything, ads for shoes pop up. And if you think that the corporations are doing it, I can assure you the government does it also. Try to get on an airplane. My gosh, you're almost taking a physical these days. And we've come to accept it because of the threat of terrorism. And I agree, I don't want a window seat on a cruise missile the next time I get on an airplane. But what have we gotten, really, for this heightened security? We wouldn't get on an airplane if people snuck past security to get on the plane, particularly if they were young and fit individuals, and yet we're living among millions of such individuals. And we saw what happened this past week at the Mexican border, and we saw how the Democrats betrayed those federal agents on that border and are ordering that they be investigated. I can't believe that I've done what I sometimes try not to do. I've, I've only given myself 15 minutes today. I will do another program tomorrow. Um, I, I misset the computer, folks. I apologize. Please go to Front Page Magazine. Read my article that the Democrats stand with the foreign riotors. Um, it kind of lays out what's wrong with everything happening with immigration and the politicians today. And I will do another program within the next day or two and post it on the website. You have my apologies for today, folks. But the, the computer takes control once I punch it in, and I made an error today, so I apologize. I will see you in the next day or two. Have a great day. Take care. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.